With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KCOL Facebook page right now, but right now it's on mine. Um, welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, a couple of topics here this hour I want to get to. Open lines, anything you want to talk about, fair game. We've got some oil and gas and energy discussion coming up on the program, including, I, I think it's next hour or the next hour. we got coming up on the program, I'll look at it. It's uh, 9.06 this morning. We're scheduled to have some time with Dr. Patrick Moore. Dr. Patrick Moore, fascinating. He's the co-founder of Greenpeace. Uh, one of the original big-time environmentalist organizations, and uh, Dr. Moore is now spending his time saying, hey, hold on, <laughs> not so quick. You've been making up these fake – he has a book out called Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom, and he wants to expose the modern environmentalist movement uh, about all these fake catastrophes and doom and gloom uh, forecasts. So co-founder of Greenpeace coming up on the program. We'll get to that. Uh, but I just put this up, facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. And I love your comments. I, I try not to be critical for the sake of being critical. But I always like to say, if this were him, what would be said versus if this were him? And and in this case, I say if this were Donald Trump or one of the Trump children, as opposed to Governor Jared Polis, would people feel the same way? And you can find it at facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. Governor Polis went this weekend... And he got an old vaccination. He went to the Salude Clinic in Commerce City. And he says, I'll be, uh, I, I'll be, his photos of it, the whole thing. Some of the comments are quite funny, but some of them are a little back and forth, people defending it. But other people pointing out that Governor Polis is, first of all, not elderly. He's not 70 plus. He's not even 65 plus. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, he's not in one of the high risk groups. He doesn't work retail, uh, retail workers. Uh, food processing workers, teachers, they don't yet have access to the vaccine. But I know as a PR stunt, Governor Polis goes out and gets the vaccine. Now, it's interesting, the PR stunt, getting the vaccine. And this is after a week of Governor Polis telling everybody how much better we'd be if we just had more supply. In other words, he's alluded to the fact that there's a shortage of supply. And the reason there's a, and there's a shortage of supply, and this is why it has to be done in the order that he has laid out of this group and this group and this group, because we have to maximize the distribution of the supply for the maximum efficiency. 
So what does it tell you that a governor who tells you this, and maybe you're in group three, maybe you don't have access to it until it's um, late February, early March, and yet you come in contact as a grocery store worker every day out there, or maybe you're a school teacher and you don't have access to it, but you're told, hey, the governor knows best. He knows how to distribute this, and this is the order we have to go in, so we maximize the efficiency of the of the doses that we have. And Governor Polis goes over the weekend and gets a shot and makes a big deal about it. Now, that that's one question of it. Is that selfish or is that good leadership? Give me your thoughts. Uh, as, now, here's another dose of that. Maybe it's good leadership. You can say he's putting, he says he's putting his arm where his mouth is, and he wants to show to you it's safe. Well... It may be safe, and that may be what you're trying to convey, but it's also according to what you've said in limited supply. And so is it a bigger – I'm just curious as to what do you think of this? 866-888-5440 and selfish, or is this good leadership? Now, another reason I think it comes into question is somebody pointed this out, that Governor Polis, remember he and First Gentleman Marlin both had the COVID-19 booger cootie virus. He, uh, he quarantined at his house in Boulder, and uh, Marlin uh, had a brief stint to the hospital and thankfully recovered fully. But they both had COVID, which tells me, why do you need to jump in line? In Another reason why you – question why you need to jump in line – when you supposedly have the antibodies for it. And if you have the antibodies, you've had it, um, maybe that's another reason that you should wait. So I, I'm not trying to be critical for being critical's sake, but when we're fed this narrative and this line that we all have to just be patient and just be patient and now the 65-year-olds can get it and now the school teachers can get it and we have to do it this way, my friends. You're a grocery store worker. Forget you. You still have to wait. You have to wait because why the state legislators had to get it. It's just really peculiar. and inter- they, they had the opportunity to get it. We are told all these people get in line and this is how we're going to line you up. And this is how we're going to categorize your essentialness or your vi- or, or your importance to our community. And we have to do it this way, kids, because we have very limited supply. And we have to do it in order. And yet now you have your governor who evidently would have antibodies and uh, hopefully uh, at least maybe ha- have less of a chance of getting it so quickly again that doggone it, he has to get it. Is he setting an example or is this selfishness? It's up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jimmy Leakey fan page. Uh, there's photos of Governor Polis getting the old inoculation, the Booger Cootie virus vaccine. Uh, give me your thoughts on this topic. It's a lot of discussion on Governor Polis's page about this, but I think as a leader, it would have been probably... Uh, especially when you're out there talking about how short it is and how you have everybody else has to queue up in line because doggone it, it's um, we we just if we could do more if we had more, well then if it was plentiful and it was every man for himself, everybody sign up, then maybe I go get it. But when when you're out lecturing us and talking about the shortness of uh, supply, and you take one when there's probably a lot of good reasons to believe you did not necessarily need one when you got one. Uh, maybe that's maybe not a great decision. Your thoughts, 866-888-5449. Do you want to see the photos? They're at facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page, but 866-888-5449. The vaccination of Governor Jared Polis has occurred. 
and he's got dose one and he will have dose two before probably a lot of the teachers in the state of Colorado have it. Now, you know me, I'm not a huge vaccinator and I'm going to give up my spot in line for a while. And I may get it later. We'll see what happens, but I'm not going to rush up to be the first in line because there's a lot more people who I think probably have need and uh, are at much more at risk if they want to do it. But uh, anyway, your thoughts on it, 866-888-5449. Another topic I want to dive into here, my friends, is um, the state of Colorado. Which Colorado Republican uh, is the, I don't want to say the the savior, but which Colorado Republican or Republicans is there a pool of people that we have to start looking at uh, for 2022 elections? Now, this conversation comes up because Congressman Ken Buck, who represents many of you in northern Colorado in Congressional District 4, has announced he's not going to run for re-election. He's not going to run for re-election. Uh, so this is his last term in Washington, D.C., And because it's his last term in Washington, D.C., that's going to leave a scramble for the 4th Congressional District seat. Uh, The last time the 4th Congressional seat was open was when Cory Gardner uh, vacated and ran for Senate. And that was it was a different shape district. The gerrymandering had happened. But as it is now, it's a little different. Steve Laffey actually ran for that uh, primary seat against uh, with with a whole bunch of people, former state senator. Uh, Scott Renfro was in it. I, I forget. There was a, a cast of characters that ran for that seat back six years ago. And Ken Buck, former Weld County District Attorney, came out on top. And he's now served uh, serving his fourth term in Congress. But he says, no more. I'm done. Out of here. And so that kicked off speculation last week that Ken Buck was going to challenge and do what Cory Gardner, his predecessor in the 4th District, did, and that's run for U.S. Senate. And next year, we'll get to find a challenger for U.S. Senator Michael Bennett. And Ken Buck immediately went to Twitter, and uh, his staff did, or somebody did, and said, nah, I'm not running against Bennett. I'm not running for Senate. So there's two seats, uh, one of them specifically in northern Colorado, the 4th Congressional District, and statewide, the seat of Michael Bennett. And I'm sitting here thinking, is there is, is there somebody out there that lights your fire that you say, oh, goodness, Colorado sure does need help. I hope they would run for one of those seats. Uh, I really the governor's seat, especially as a statewide race, you're going to have to have connections, build some name recognition. You're going to have to have deep pockets. Uh, you're going to have to have the ability to communicate, run a different campaign. The Colorado Republicans have won in recent elections statewide. Who is that? And, and what does that look like? Are there some names out there? And what what would that look like in 2022? Another interesting seat that's open in 2022 is our newly vaccinated governor, Jared Polis. He will be up for re-election next year, and the Republicans are going to have to find somebody to take on Jared Polis. Who shall that be? Uh, 866-888-5440. If you have suggestions of candidates, I I haven't seen yet. And I'm, I would not be surprised in the next couple of months uh, to start seeing some draft um, draft what groups and uh, efforts to draft draft so and so to run draft so and so to run, and I've had a couple of messages and maybe you maybe you have a name to throw in the mix here. Somebody uh, mentioned um, somebody mentioned any of our northern Colorado sheriffs, uh, and if guns and crime were a big issue, they obviously have an open door. Not that they're not qualified either way, but uh, I've had people message me and say. Either Justin Smith or Steve Reams would be great as a governor of the state of Colorado. I don't know. I don't know if anybody has intention to run, desire to run. But if you were out there 
And you look at the state of Colorado, and Republicans have not fared well in the last couple of elections. Uh, Cory Gardner lost his U.S. Senate seat and uh, with one of the guys with probably more name recognition. And because he was the former state party chair, Ken Buck is pretty connected to uh, a lot of the finances and who can help fund and who, who will help fund and things like that. But uh, Ken Buck was probably thought to be, just because of his incumbent status in Congress, and his ability to network as a former state party chair around the state that a lot of people thought that Ken Buck was probably going to run for a different office. Maybe. Now, I, I, I've got to check it out still. I mentioned this last hour. I don't know if he denied he's going to run for governor. I know he said he's not running for Senate. I, I'll check out his statement on, on Twitter. I, I, I forgot to do that, but I will. Uh, your thoughts on that. Who would you like to see running against Michael Bennett? Who would you like to see? Just a dream, a little dream, if you will. If you, I'm not saying we're drafting them. I'm not saying you're, they're going to run, but I'm just saying dream a dream. What kind of candidate would you like to see? Uh, it, it would be very, very interesting. We have done our best. We had ran Cory Gardner, and that did not work out very well for re-election. Uh, you had Walker Stapleton for governor, and that did not work out at all against Governor Jared Polis. Part of that was financial. I think part of that was just a campaign strategy that made it tough to even have a good fight. But uh, Colorado, Northern Colorado Republic, you got a lot of people up here. You got a lot of good voices of reason. Uh, you've got any of the Weld County commissioners that uh, do they have ambitions for higher office? I, I don't know. Uh, Representative Lori Sane just came out of the hallowed halls of the legislature. Now she's on the Weld County Commissioner. Barbara Kirkmeyer has served Weld County for many years, and she's a great spokesperson. She's now going down to the state legislature. Uh, Weld County Commissioner Scott James, my colleague across the hallway. Just There's a lot of people in northern Colorado that have been in this polis administration, have been very vocal and very adamant about uh, critique when needed of this uh, gubernatorial administration. And they've been able to clear, make clarity and bring forth clarity of thought on these issues. So your thoughts, if there's a dream candidate out there looking ahead, who should it be? Who would you like to see on the ballot? And that could be in CD4. Uh, that could be in statewide U.S. Senator Michael Bennett. And that could also be uh, against J Jared Polis. It's going to be a big election. I say, well, that's next year. Yeah, that's the point. It is next year. And all of the candidates, I guarantee you, when Ken Buck announced he's not running for re-election, there were a lot of people in Congressional District 4, which serves a lot of northern Colorado, uh, there were a lot of people saying, hmm, should I run? Should I run? They've been looking for that opening, and doggone it, I bet some of them are hoping this is the opening. And I'm guessing when they heard that Ken Buck's not going to run for U.S. Senate, there's a lot of people said, okay, that makes it a little bit easier for me uh, to win a statewide race. But your thoughts on this, who would you like to see? And do you, well, no, I'm optimistic. Somebody just messaged me and said, well, do you even think we can win? I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm a, I'm a happy warrior. I'm always optimistic. And I always believe the best. And I believe all things are possible if you um, put your head to it. So it's it's going to be a tough battle for anybody in those in those seats. It's going to be a real, real tough battle. But I do believe it's possible. It's just going to have to um, work hard, work smart, and it's going to cost a lot, a lot, a lot of money. All right, I'm going to throw that topic out there, 866-888-5449. And by the way, somebody's wanting clarity. Who is supposed to be getting vaccinated right now? We know Governor Polis, if you're an elitist governor, you get to get, you're going to jump in line. But according to the Colorado, and we're moving now to phase 1B.2. I think they just make this up. I didn't know there was a 1B.2, but I think they added it. 
it now includes educators. So uh, beginning February the 8th, one week from today, Governor Polis announced on Friday that if you're an educator, that means a teacher uh, in the education industry, you can start, you're getting your appointments beginning on. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. February the 8th. Included in the phase are now, it's been 70 plus. Now if you're 65 to 69, uh, you can go ahead and get get uh, get inoculated, vaccinated. Uh, phase 1B.2 also includes essential government workers. So if you're an essential government worker, so at the very least, if you count the governor as an essential gov- government worker, uh, he, he jumped in line before February the 8th. He got inoculated over a, 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 a month, over a week ahead of time. Uh, Pre-K through 12th grade educators are also up for next Monday. Uh, Governor Polis provided details about the vaccination plan and change in phases. And he says he believes all Colorado educators will be vaccinated by February the 28th. Uh, Do you hear that? All Colorado educators will be vaccinated by the 28th. He said this is the next big step. We're moving to be able to get anybody age 65 up and vaccinated along with our teachers and educators that so many of our kids rely on. And we talked about that Friday that I think it's St. Vrain and some other districts have said that they're pretty much hoping to get back to full in-person learning uh, maybe by after spring break. Uh, St. Vrain said that uh, Pooter was supposed to start their in-person learning uh, today for elementary school full-time and next week for high school, but they scratched that and haven't given us any more details on their plan. But uh, the vaccinations are out there. And so to clarify, even though it's confusing because the elitist governor jumped in line and got his vaccination, you're like, oh, so is it my turn? Because I he's the same age as me or what? No, no, no. He, he's just a special guy because he's the governor. The next phase, including teachers, even though the governor gets to get inoculated on Saturday, you have to wait no earlier than February the 8th, unless you are 70 years of age or older, or also a teacher and a, and a doctor, a nurse, or frontline worker. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, Mesa County has uh, decided they're, they're not real happy with the governor and his vaccination plan. They have released a statement. I have that here. We'll get to it here in the program. They have released a plan that says, uh, Governor, well, not a plan, but a statement against him and said, we, no, we're, this is this is not a good plan and they don't they don't like it let me pull up the mesa plan the the mesa statement because it's interesting that the governor goes out and he makes these announcements and proclamations and uh, he prioritizes who gets the who gets the vaccine and this is how the uh, th- this is how it shall be distributed, and this who shall jump in line, and this will be first, and this will be second. Except for me, I get to jump in right here because I'm the governor. And Mesa says, "No, I don't like that." Let me. I'll come back. We'll talk about what Mesa County has said to Governor Jared Polis about the distribution of a vaccine in Colorado. All right, your thoughts. Eight six six triple eight fifty four forty nine. Open line. Stand by. Happy Monday, everybody. All the news you need, all the time. 
Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, 600 KCOL. All right, welcome to the program. Glad to have you here. Open lines, 866-888-5449. I have a, a correction to issue. Everybody pay attention. Turn up your radio. Uh, Congressman Ken Buck is not running for U.S. Senate, and he is not running for state party chairman again. He is not, and I repeat, not retiring from Congress. Um, the information I had and heard um, on another report uh, is incorrect. Uh, Congressman Buck's office just reached out and said, no, 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 he's not retiring from Congress. Uh, he's serving a term and planning to stay there. So we'll anyway, just correction on that. Uh, we want to make sure we get it all said. I just got to message from his office and said yeah there's a lot of titles out there and state party chair in u.s senate and so evidently somebody besides myself and me i i i I correct myself here is confused as to what that means he is not retiring from congress so all of you people polishing off your resume and filing campaign papers don't do that because congressman buck uh, continues to be my congressman and uh, thankfully i sir i live in the congressman ken buck district and not the joe nagoose District, and that's because I'm an east side of I-25 guy, not a west side of I-25 guy in northern Colorado. But Congressman Ken Buck, I repeat, is not retiring from Congress. He's simply not running for the U.S. Senate. All right. I'll come back and repeat that a few more times for you this morning. Uh, But again, Congressman Ken Buck is not retiring from Congress uh, in CD4. He's simply not running for the U.S. Senate. And um, Yeah, I've got a couple of notices here that I was confused. Well, people messaged me on it over the weekend. That's why I thought, anyway, correction. So we have that all corrected. I throw that out there. I want to be very, very clear that he's not running for Senate and he's not running for state party chair and he's not retiring from Congress. Now, 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 don't, don't get don't, don't get me in trouble here. Is he running for governor? I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the program, everybody. Nice to have you. We'll put that correction right up front and uh, let you know. All right. Go to speaking of governors, go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. And give me your thoughts on. Give me your thoughts on Governor Polis uh, jumping in line to get the COVID-19 vaccination when uh, there's a lot of confusion. Mesa County has written this letter to uh, to the governor, and I, I think it's quite impacting. And quite, it spells out. It basically says, Governor Polis, your one-size-fits-all vaccine distribution is not working out for us. It's not helpful. It's not, it's not what we need in the great state of Colorado. And uh, we we need it needs to be corrected. It needs to be rectified. And they actually actually say we'll work with you. We'll be happy to help you. But uh, doggone it, it's not happening. Here, here's some of the things that the Well County, excuse me, the Mesa County Commissioners write. Uh, they say we write to you today out of concern, Governor Polis, for our community and the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. Vaccine management by Colorado state officials has become unnecessarily complicated and confusing, creating a burden on our local healthcare system. We bring to your attention the following issues. Number one, local vaccinating partners are not aware of how much vaccine Mesa County is going to receive until Thursday of each week, which makes it difficult to plan for the next week and get appointments on such short notice. Without a central hub for our county, it's challenging to coordinate for effective distribution, and it is confusing for our residents. Multiple points of distribution too early in the process is likely to result in the vaccine not going to the priority groups. Local pharmacies have already received the vaccine, and some have expressed they are not interested in working with our local plan to vaccinate priority groups. They're going to do their own thing. 
And then he says this, the state's lack of clarity on distribution formulas and constant change in direction makes planning very, very difficult. They said it appears statewide decisions are made based on front range experiences. Have we been saying this for a couple of years? If you're not in the Denver Boulder corridor, Governor Polis does not know how to relate to you. And that's northern Colorado. Uh, that could be, yes, even Fort Collins. Uh, that could be Weld County, Greeley, and uh, Loveland, and all the places uh, that are in northern Colorado. And then you got Mesa County. I mean, that that the, the complaint against this governor is the same thing it always is, is that you, you, you think that Colorado is based in Denver and Boulder, and it's not. Uh, I'll come back. I got to take a break here. I'll come back and share some more of this letter from uh, Mesa County. If you want to jump in, 866-888-5449. Greg's going to be up next uh, on the program. He's on the on the horn. Uh, hold tight, Greg. I'll get to you. 866-888-5449. Come back. And again, Ken Buck is not retiring from Congress. I repeat, he's not running for U.S. Senate, and he's not running for state party chair, but he is not retiring from Congressional District 4. Duly noted. I'll make sure we get that correction out there. 866-888-5449. Stand by. This is News Talk 600 KCOL. All right, let's... Uh, who's going to run for governor? I, I don't know. Who's going to run for Senate? We know it's not uh, Ken Buck. He's not going to run for U.S. Senate uh, against Michael Bennett next year. Your thoughts, a candidate you'd like to see in there. Ken Buck is, though, not, and I repeat, not retiring from Congress in CD4. Uh, we duly correct that. And um, no, he, he's not, but he is going to be, uh, well, he's he says he can serve uh, conservatism in other ways besides running for U.S. Senate. So anyway, who's, who do you think is going to run for governor? Um the chat rooms naming a bunch, you know, whose name always seems to come up in these discussions. And I actually, I, I, I chat with Tancredo, Tom Tancredo quite a bit. And um, he forwarded me the story about the, um, well, somebody has messaged him and uh, he said, yeah, he said, the door's wide open. You want to run for this race? First of all, Tom's in his seventies. Uh, Tom tried to run two years ago for governor and he was polling quite well. Uh, three, three years ago, I guess it was polling quite well, but the fundraising wasn't there. And he he set a fundraising goal, said if by this no, no matter where we're polling it by this time, we don't have the money in the bank. I'll drop out of the race, and he did. So a lot of people, but Tom's in his seventies, and I'm sure he'd love to. But uh, he he said somebody told him the door's wide open. He said, "Yeah, walk into a room with a, no with no floor. Walk into a floorless room." So, uh, but his name's always come up. I've got two emails already. What about Tom? What about uh, and, uh, I I don't think that's going to happen. Love him, but uh, who who should it be? Eight six six. See, that's the problem. Is that in Colorado, there's not been enough success as Republicans and not enough clarity of thought as conservatives that we still go back to the names that uh, we remember from a decade ago or two decades ago and say, what about them? In other words, uh, and I don't mean this badly, I, uh, recycle. We recycle, it almost said retreads, but that sounds tacky. Uh, we, we recycle the same names over and over again, and so far that's not been successful. What's the path forward? Who should it be? 866-888-5449. Also, I want to go to Greg in Loveland. He wants to talk about Governor Polis. Uh, interesting photo that's up at my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. And it's Governor Polis getting inoculated and vaccinated. And one of the reasons that it's so confusing as to the ever-changing guidelines of who gets the vaccine when is that Governor Polis just jumped in line with a high, big publicity stunt and said, hey, take my photo. 
getting my, my arm shot up here with the vaccine. Well, Governor Polis, it's not your turn yet. It's not even essential government workers aren't even eligible until like February the 8th or so, if, I, if I'm reading the news stories correctly. So there's a reason it's confusing, and Governor Polis's uh, posing for the camera over the weekend makes it even more confusing. And last week, he's talking about shortages of supply, and yet uh, teachers have not been able to be vaccinated yet. Uh, retail workers, food processing plant workers have not been able to. But your thoughts, 866-888-5449. Greg in Loveland, thanks for your patience, sir. Welcome to the program. Yeah, why did the governor need a shot when he's already had it? Shouldn't he have the antibodies already? Yeah, that's. I, I posted that uh, question up on uh, on the old Facebook page. You sh- he should have the antibodies. So this was all just a wasted vaccine. This is all showboating by the governor. Uh, he thinks he's being a role model. I, it seems kind of selfish and um, self-absorbed to me. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think you just defined the governor uh, in your description there. He uh, everything Polis does is about him. Uh, yeah. And, and that- if- if the antibodies don't last very long from having the actual disease, then why should they last very long from having the vaccine? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And as Dr. Hecker has said, Greg, appreciate your call. As uh, Dr. Hecker has said, um, well, uh, Dr. Hecker said we don't really know how long. How long? We even talked about this last week on the program, and the VA has it on their website. How long will the vaccine last? We don't know. No one knows. Now, the estimate has always, I've heard, is they think that the antibodies last uh, two to six months, maybe two to four months. But that just because you don't show signs of antibodies doesn't mean your body has not adapted. If you go back to our Medical Monday segments, you can find some that your body trains itself. Uh, there's something called the T cells in your body. And even though the antibodies, you may come up with no antibodies, it doesn't mean that your T cells haven't activated and learned how to fight that virus and you're not carrying antibodies for everything that you've ever come in contact with. You're, uh, a lot of times your T-cells are like little computers and they retrain themselves. And we learned that several weeks ago from Dr. Hecker. Uh, your thoughts, 866-888-5440. I think it's a very fair, that may be one of the most fair questions. Not only is it confusing uh, for Governor Polis to jump in there. Uh, not only is it confusing for him to jump in there and cut the line, but it's also confusing that well, you had the antibodies and you had the COVID, so um, why why do you need to have this? All right, let's take a call here. Let's go to Bill. Bill, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, hi, Jimmy. Hey, I got a question for you. Both my wife and I are 80 years old. We live in Loveland. We filled out all our forms, LurimerCounty.org. I even filled out my, my United Healthcare, and we've been sitting here waiting. And nobody contacts us. They send us an email saying, we're going to watch out for you. And all I want to know is when and where and who will give me the dang shot. Um, first of all, you sh- you're you in line. I mean, you're 70 plus. You can get it any time. Any- but uh, if I, I, what I do, if you said United Healthcare, I'd call United Healthcare. Uh, and then look, I logged on to their website, and uh, all I get is places to go on the web. Nobody, nobody's answering the phone. Yeah, uh, let me let me hey, keep listening, okay, Bill? I want let me see if we can get an answer to you. I I don't I, I'm not in yeah. line, so I have a word. Yeah. Keep listening. I'll try to find an answer. All right, I got to run. Uh, Bill's eighty wants to know where to get the vaccine, and his insurance company just sends him to websites. 
Uh, but can you just drive in somewhere? I don't know. 866-888-5449. I'm working on it, Bill. I'm, I'm on it. Stand by. More to come. News Talk 600. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.